Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Michael Arias, and in this episode, I am interviewing and talking with Dr. Jin Doe. So then I trained my staff members that, hey, this is what I want every single time a patient, before a patient comes in. I want you to look at this forum, make sure that everything is set up inside the room for them. And then uh, once they walk in, they see a screen at the 12 o'clock toe um, saying, welcome, Justin. This suite was made just for you. And then they walk in, they see their their blankets, the remote control, the headphones, everything. Uh, and I think it's just a small little touch. It doesn't take a lot per month, but it makes the patient feel very special. It's such an exciting episode because... She, on the interview day, well, the day I'm, I'm interviewing her, it's her first day open. Her first day officially open. So we get to talk to her at 7.30 p.m. at night, her time, right when she's done with opening up for the first day, working with new patients, getting all the clinks and everything out of the way. Like, she is ready to go. She's doing it already. It was her first day. So we definitely dive into that a little later on in the episode. But before that... As always, we talk about her past or present, how she got to where she was today. She worked for, uh, I want to say it was like a semi-DSO for about eight years. Thought she wanted to do that forever, then decided, nope, it ain't for her. So listen, what made her change her mindset? And then from that point on, what systems she didn't like from that DSO and what systems she did like and what systems she's currently using or what, what she decided to bring over right to her practice as well. Uh, we also talk about what was the stressful moments throughout her construction period. We talk about her business, right? The loans, how many employees she has, what she's doing for marketing and advertising, which is going fantastic, by the way, and what makes her practice unique. And it's fantastic what makes her practice unique. I mean, her mission statement and her vision is is on point. So she discusses that a little bit more with us. And then we also talk about uh, some of the best companies she's worked with and then some of the worst companies. And then we dive into the day. We dive into the day and she lets us know how it all went the first day, what to expect, what were some of the biggest stressors, what were some things she overstressed about but didn't need to before opening, um, and so much more. And we also discuss how all this kind of has affected her personal life, right, As with all of us, if we decide to start our own practice, right? So guys, without further delay, here is Dr. Jin Doe. Jin, how's it going? Pretty good. We had our first day today, so... Pretty stressed out, but we did pretty good. Okay. First day of what? First day at my brand new office. Man. Okay. So break it down to us. Well, before we break it down on your first day, tell uh-huh. us a little bit about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today? Sure. No problem. So I went to UMFCD, the University of Florida. Um, I graduated in 2015. I started out after graduating working in a semi-DSO office, and I just stayed there. I thought I was going to be there for two years or so, but I ended up being there for eight years or seven and a half years. I learned a lot there, and but it was coming to a point where I thought to myself, it's time to leave, it's time to start something off for myself, and here I am. So eight years at the DSO office. Mm-hmm. What made you change your mind where you're like, yeah, this is not going to be forever anymore? I think it's the burnout. 
we see so many patients every single day. I think in a normal day, I am seeing about 17 to maybe almost 30 patients a day. I mean, give or take. But I, I definitely built my speed. But I'm always on roller skates the whole day. I don't get to eat. I don't even get to put it back or anything like that. In the very beginning, it was great for me because I thought that, you know what, I'm learning a lot. I'm seeing a lot of patients. You know, probably my classmates are not seeing as many patients and I'm, I'm picking up faster than I thought it was, right? Mm-hmm. But then over time, I, I realized like I can't be doing this every single day. And by the age of, I don't know, 40, 50 years old, I'm going to be like, I'm calling quits. Yeah. And then after a while, I, I started thinking to myself, do I even like dentistry? Just, but I realized that it's just because I was just burnt out from seeing so many patients. And those moments, were you like <laughs> thinking of doing something else already? You're like, you know, what, I'm going to do this. No, I mean, I knew that it was just me being at the, my lowest of low and asking a question like that. But honestly, I knew that deep down, I really do love dentistry. I love patient interaction. I love working with my hands and everything like that. I think it's just being that atmosphere, be, feeling that I I wasn't able to just stop and breathe sometimes. That's what got to me. But I mean, overall, I, my experience at the DDSO was pretty good. Like I said before, I, I learned a lot. I was able to hold my skills. It was just time for me to go. You never talked to management or anything about like, can I slow down a little bit? I mean, it was always up to the doctor where I was working. You can definitely slow down or whatnot. But me being also a workaholic as well, maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's my fault. That I just felt like, okay, maybe I can push my butt up a little bit harder. And then maybe if I, I can see more patients. So that's where it left, it left me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So then from that, systems did you learn where you're like I love this I love what I'm learning here I'm going to take it to my own practice oh good question I liked working in multiple offices or multiple operatory I was able to be like hey I am going to numb you up go to the next room hey I'm going to do this quick consultation hey I'm going to come back do this filling hey I'm going so it really taught me how to uh, triage patients and to be able to know where I will be in estimated time, where and how long it's going to take me to get back into the room. What were some things where you noticed, besides the burnout, where you're like, this is pretty crappy. I don't think I want to do this ever, ever I, in my practice. I think it was the type of patients that were coming through to that DSO. I mean, Brandon, I, I do have some patients that I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life. But there were some that were just really me and didn't really appreciate it. Um, it didn't matter how much you care and how much you you give and you try to explain treatment very thoroughly and whatnot. Sometimes they just yell at you. I think it's just because they just don't understand or they, they're not able to comprehend treat, the, the treatment that you're trying to provide. And they get frustrated and get mad and start screaming. Mm. So I think that was when I knew that like, hey, I got to go. I would see about like maybe 20% of my patients were like that. Really? Yeah. Man, as you're telling me this, I can kind of tell one patient's coming to your mind or a couple. Talk to oh. me about that. Like what what specifically? Because a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, I'm in exactly her shoes. Right. So like, what were they? I had one patient one night. I, I just knew that that was the time for me to leave was when uh, 
I don't know, she, I think she, she texts me in the middle of night. I think it was like Friday night at like 10 p.m. during a thoroughly emergency hotline. And she was like, oh, my temporary fell off. So I, um, I think at the time I, it was my, me and my husband's uh, one year wedding anniversary. So I was actually ninth in Orlando, in Chicago. We're about to um, go off in the night for, um, for anniversary. And she, so when I answered it back, she was like, I don't care where you're at. You need to come right back and fix this for me. You better do your job. Like I'm paying you to do this. So she did all, all these things. And I was like, wow. I'm trying my hardest to like give her a phone number, an address, who to go to the next day, whatnot. And then she just didn't really care. She was just screaming at me and whatnot. And I just, you know, like, I can't do this anymore. That happened at least once a week. Really? Once a week? Mm-hmm. In that scenario, when it was, you were in Chicago, it was your one uh, year anniversary. How did you, I guess, like, how did you handle that? You didn't go back, did you? Like immediately or? I like, did. You did. I didn't fly back to Chicago, but I saw her on Monday. Me being me, I'm never going to be me to a patient. I'm just going to be like, hi, Ellen, how are you? And then went ahead and put the temporary back on. It. That's pretty much it. Was she upset when she saw you or? She was very snarky. She was like, good morning, Dr. Doe, knowing what she said to me. But I don't know. It's like things like that where you have some patients that are a little off and then they treat you like that and you go, man, I don't know if this is the right environment for me, especially for my mental health. Yeah, yeah. So the patients, for you, besides systems, the patients mm-hmm. kind of like pushed you to this where you want to start your own practice. Yeah, of course. So I, mean, I knew that I wanted to give comprehensive care I knew that I wanted to make sure that patients knew that they were getting taken care of and that I am willing to sit there and listen. I wanted to give them my time and everything. Like I said before, I, I used to see 15, 17 to 30 patients a day. So sometimes, even if I want to, I wasn't able to sit down and actually build that rapport with a patient. I just wanted a space where I was like, hey, I'm on my old time. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk to you, know what you're going to do next week. I felt like I was already doing that, but I was always also, you know, one foot out of the door trying to see the next patient. So this was going to give me the opportunity to have that relationship with a patient that I, I've been wanting. Okay. Okay. So can we dive into your business a little bit? Yeah. The startup that you have right now? Of course. All right. Is it a startup or acquisition or? Startup. Okay, wow. So did you go with the bank and who was the bank that you went with for your loan? Uh, I went with Bank of America. Okay, why? So at the time that I was talking to banks, they were giving a 2.99% interest rate and that was the lowest I could get. So I said, why not? Yeah, awesome. How much, or if you can give us a range, how much was the loan for? It was at 600K. But um, recently, I had to ask for an increase. Long story short, <laughs> I had a landlord that he promised me uh, $55 per square foot. So it ended up being a little bit over $126,000. And then he disappeared. Your landlord so disappeared? He disappeared. Well, I mean, he's actually upstairs. <laughs> Probably. Well, but he won't answer my emails. 
So it's one of those things where because I didn't get that $126,000, now I've had to funnel a lot of my own personal funds to pay for the uh, construction. And then I had to ask for the increase for it. And then now I have to bring in my attorney to actually write him a letter. Still haven't gotten a response from that. And I think now our next, our next step is actually litigation. Really? Wow. When does rent start for you? Uh, rent started September 1st. So we, I signed the lease back in November and we were supposed to be finished by May, June. And then we had a lot of construction issues. I think more so it's because of plumbing. My landlord didn't tell me that this space was never meant to plumb anything. I think the only answer, the only thing that he said to me was like, oh, I really don't want you to have a bathroom here. And that's pretty much it. But I, I didn't know that in the whole area, I can't have a plumbing. So with that being said, the contractor had to find out how to plumb the area. So he had to dig a bunch of holes and troughs all throughout the building, realizing, hey, this is not the right direction. Let me go somewhere else. And then whenever he does that, he's going to have to rebuild those areas. Then they found out that the source of the plumbing was actually on the sidewalk outside. So then they had to demo that and then fix it. So that right off the bat, it was $50,000 before we even started. Wow. And so if he's, you don't know where he's at, rent started in September. How are you paying rent? So I'm not. <laughs> That's so bad though. Me, I mean, he owes me $126,000. I have approached him. I said, hey, can you, can you just deduct from my, uh, my TI funds? He didn't respond to that. And then he didn't reach out to me about my rent as this at all. My attorney pulled up his records and then she saw that he actually was sued multiple times throughout this whole year because he wasn't paying the subcontractors. But then once he was served papers, that's when he actually paid. That's when he got like so, scared. Yeah, and that's when he paid. So then I was like, okay, I guess that's the path that I have to go toward. But that sucks because now I have to pay for a journey. I luckily have a guy that's really, really awesome. He's been, uh, he sent out those letters for me uh, at no cost. And then he, and he said, if we had to go through litigations, then I would have to charge, which, you know, it is what it is. I, I just can't do anything about it now. I, I definitely need that TI funds. Yeah. What's his name? Your attorney? Greg Mahoney. Okay. And he specializes in this specifically or now? Um, so I got his name off uh, from my broker. Nice. Okay, so how did you find this location? So I went through Car Realty. I worked with Kobe and Kern, and they showed me a multiple offices. They told me, I was like, hey, I really want something modern and then in a really good spot with like affluent um, patients. And then they showed me being like two or three places. And once I saw this, I thought, I love it. I got to get in it. Yeah, you got it. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so then how many ops is it? There are six ops, but I'm starting with three. Okay. And it's a, what type of practice is it? Are you doing fee-for-service immediately or PPO or is it pediatric or? Uh, PPO in the very beginning. I think we're seeing about maybe 10 to 12 different types of PPOs. Okay, nice. I feel like it's your first day, but I feel like a lot of the headache has been, you know what I mean? Because of the, uh, I mean, that's your landlord. You know what I mean? You want to be cool with him. I but, know. I mean, I am. I'm still cool with them because I, I feel like I, 
no matter what, I'll, I'll be nice and whatnot. But I think that's, I mean, unfortunately, that's what we just got to do now. Yeah. Were there any construction delays, like major ones? Yes. So, like I said before, we we're supposed to finish in July, and we just in today. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, a big, big, big delay, and a lot of it was um, my contractors too, because um, they had a lot of turnover rate. And I, I think that if I had to go back, I probably wouldn't use the same contractors. Whenever someone will quit, like let's say I had a project manager that quit. And when he quit, he didn't tell anyone um, all the things that I wanted to be changed inside the, the plans. And then I had to pay for certain things that I didn't want. And then all of a sudden the superintendent quit as well. So then whenever someone would quit, someone would replace them and they would you know, get flustered because they're trying to pick up the pieces and whatnot. So two or three months where I wasn't getting a response at all. And it was, it was a very big headache. When or how many times were you like, I don't think I want to do this anymore? At least in the only times. <laughs> I kept seeing myself. I can't believe I'm doing this. I have a two full-time jobs right now. I'm working my associate three hours a week and then I'm going home. And I am making phone calls, um, talking to vendors. And luckily these vendors were, you know, um, in California, so I was able to talk to them at nighttime and whatnot. But that's what I did. I, I worked from 7 to sometimes say 8 to 9 p.m. every single day for the past 8 to 10 months. Man. And so, I mean, talk about like you didn't want to burn out before. Because now you're I, like, did you feel it? Were you feeling it? Like you're like, I'm burning out here. I did, but... I felt like I had a really good support system. I have my husband that was always done with me that he was able to pick up smaller pieces where I, I just couldn't do just because I was I'm burning myself out. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's a lot. And so then how many employees do you have? So as of right now, I have two and a half. The half yeah. is? A two and a half because one girl, she comes only two days a week. We actually had one girl that worked for an hour, I mean, one day and two hours and then bounced on us. And she hasn't responded. Do you, was she, did it look, why do you think she bounced? Was it, why? Um, she told me that she worked in a medical office, not a dental office, but a medical office. And she did that for 30 years. And when she said that, yeah, I mean, it's definitely easy. I know how to send claims and I love answering phones and whatnot. So it shouldn't be a big difference. So the day that she started, I was like, hey, you know what? You can sit here and just um, watch a lot of open dental tutorials and whatnot. If you have any questions, let me know. Me and my staff members, we know everything about dentistry. So if you have any questions, just let us know. We're right here for you. The first day, didn't really talk to us. Mm-hmm. Just watching uh, the videos. And then um, the next day, she was only here for like two hours. And then all of a sudden she goes, hey, dog, my son, he just fell and he busted a lip. I, I, just, I just gotta go, gotta go. And then she just ran out and I haven't heard from her since then. And that was on Monday. Really? And every day you're like messaging her and stuff like that or now? Like, hey, yeah. where are you at? I texted her that day and I was like, hey, I'm just checking in. What happened? And then nothing. Called her the next day, nothing. So I think she just, she probably felt overwhelmed and then she just bounced. If in a week from now she comes back or in a couple of days, would you be like, okay, welcome back? Or are you going to be like, no? I don't think so. Just because 
I think that would send the wrong message to my other staff members that you can do whatever you want. You can disappear for a week or days without giving any acknowledgement why you left and then and then come back with no repercussions. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. How many days are you open? I'm open for five days. Are you still doing your other associateship? Um, so I actually finished off yesterday. So okay. yesterday, yeah, so I was training my staff members in the morning time. I left the office for three hours, finished some final cases, and then I came back to train more. Nice. Okay. So yeah. then now today's been your full. Okay. And really quick, what's the name of your practice? Alum Dental Studio. Alum Dental Studio. So who, right now, what are you doing for marketing and advertising? Um, so for marketing, I am doing a lot of the social media by myself. So uh, Instagram, on Facebook and whatnot. Marketing, I am using um, a group where Andrew Ballow, when he did your, your podcast, I actually listened to that. And then I messaged and I was like, who are you using? <laughs> But then he got me a hold with the person that he's using and they think good. Did he say on that episode who he was using or no? He did not. Can I ask you? Only if you message me. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. So if you guys want to know, message Jen. But okay, pull up your open it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So for open dental, they put one, two, three, four, five, six patients on my sales roll today. And then yesterday they put one, two, three, I mean, not yesterday, I'm sorry, tomorrow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You put 10 patients on my schedule for tomorrow. It's good. It's going, okay, so you, you're using that company, you're doing social media on your own. Anything else or uh -huh. no? Um, no, that's pretty much it. So whenever I am um, on Instagram, I, I try to be very engaging. I comment other people's um, Instagrams, especially all the businesses around my area. Just so they know that I'm around and I'm opening. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much what all I've been doing. I've been doing ground marketing as well. So in my community where my office is, they do a, uh, like a monthly event. So I've done two marketing events called the Taste of Baldwin Park. Essentially what it is, is it's just 15, 20 booths of all these restaurants and businesses inside the neighborhood. So you get to, so all the, um, uh, residents will come, they eat for free, they drink for free, and they get to meet um, all the businesses. So it was pretty awesome. I think the first time I uh, I did it, I got about 60 names of, you know, like names, phone numbers, emails, and that they wanted to make an appointment. And then the second time I had, I got 50 names off of that. So now today we actually went down the line and started um, calling these patients. How long ago did you get these names? Oh, so my first event was in May, and then my second event was, I think, three weeks ago. In May? Seven months ago? I was going to open in July, so I was like, yeah, let me do this May one and let everyone know I'm going to open in two months. No, yeah. <laughs> not open. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of the people that stopped at my booth, they're like, hey, where, are you open yet? I'm like, no, but we're definitely going to open soon okay December 1st December 1st then I went back to my contractors I was like oh my god we have to open December 1st I already told everyone like this is we can't mess this up now <laughs> yeah no it's 100% it's, it's December 1st so today has been your first official day it's eight over there right now right 
8 yes. p.m. Thank you, by the way, for staying on and still being on the uh, yeah. doing this office right now. <laughs> yeah, you're still in your office. How yeah. has it been feeling? Like, how do you feel right now? They actually feel really happy, even though it's been stressful. And I feel that I have a lot on my plate. Because every single time I, my assistants find something, they're like, oh, hey, doc, I really need a clipboard. Or like, oh, hey, doc, for some reason, the insurance is or not inputting correctly. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put on my to-do list. <laughs> so now I have like a to-do list of like 30 things to do the night before I go to bed. But with that being said, I don't feel that stressed. And I think it's because this is my baby now, you know, I'm working towards my dreams. Yeah. Like this is it. Like you're, you're allocating more and more, I guess, um, investments in yep. it, right? Exactly. I like that. I like that a lot. What were some things where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that today. Or I didn't even do this. You're like, what were some major stressors? Um, I think it was a business license. I had no idea that when you open up a business, you need to talk to the city about it to get a business license. My brother briefly told me that because he's an optometrist and he had his own private practice. And then he said, it's called business license or occupational license. So I was like, I got that. I have a dental license. Thinking it's the exact same thing, but it's not. Once we got the CEO saying that, hey, we're done with construction. And then I was trying to, I think I was doing payroll or sign up for that. Forgot what I was signing up for. But then they asked me for my business license. And I realized then, I was like, no, it's not the same thing as a dental license. Now they go to City Orlando, get that taken care of. And then after that, I had to get a county license as well. So that was a very big stressor. But luckily, I had a great husband. He went out and actually to the office of City Orlando and got it all taken care of for me. Okay, today? Yesterday. That's yeah. really good. Okay, so then that's with that. I know before we pushed record, you were talking about how like open dental, right? I want to say you're using yeah, yeah. been a bit of a headache. It's just because for the past eight years, I've been using Dentrix. So I've never even seen open dental in my whole entire life. So now it's just trying to switch gears and then learn the new, new, the new system for that. But it seems pretty easy. And I actually really like the customer service because they're readily available. You can actually click on help, go to um, support. You can talk to someone and then if they can't figure it out, so someone immediately calls you and then they uh, remote in and then fix it, whatever you're asking for. So it's awesome. I love it. Why'd you decide to go with Open Dental? The making of demo startup. Okay. <laughs> Everyone, it was the best. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Because I know a lot of people are, are doing Open Dental or their, their cloud software, right? Uh, other cloud. It's up to you. But I mean, I was wondering why you decided. Yeah. I, and I, I think it's also because I started out um, talking to vendors. And I asked them, like, okay, so what will be easy for you? Like, what software do you use a lot? And I think the majority of them said, we love Open Dental. Mm-hmm. It's easy to integrate with them. I was like, okay, it is, but it is. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In day one so far, have you seen things where you're like, okay, this has to change. This is going to have to change kind of thing. So with my marketing group, I think... Um, we were doing free consultations first just to drive people inside the door, which is wonderful because now I have patients on my schedule. But I think it's just trying to take a lot of x-rays, talk about everything during the consultation. So I realized that it just has to be nice and short. Take a look at the panel and be like, hey, 
you have four teeth that needs to be extracted. Let's talk about that and how how important it is to get those out for your health. And then once you're done with that, come back to us. We do a complete examination. We're diagnosed what type of cleaning you have. So I, I think that was uh, that's what we were struggling with uh, in the first half of the day. And then I was falling a little bit behind. But then after lunch, and then we came back, and then when we changed gears, and then we did it that way, we were on time for everything. It was really good. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the systems that you've implemented right now, uh-huh. um, or what, or maybe you're like, you have insight and you're like, I'm going to foresee we're going to have to put this system in here. What would you say they're unique? What systems are unique in your practice that make your practice you? The day-to-day, what makes us unique is that we are trying to implement the amenities. So we, uh, well, Casper, I love Casper, by the way, because they, they let me have patients schedule appointments on my website. And so it, it's less people calling in and then they're able to make those appointments. And then right then all of the forms are sent to them via text. And then the patient can fill it out and all those forms will be um, integrated into open dental. Uh, with that being said, one of the forms is called the spell form. So it says, hey, so what would you like to drink today? And then they have an optional water, hot tea, coffee. And how would you like for us to set up your, your suite? And then it says aromatherapy scents, a blanket, a cooling neck pillow, a heated neck pillow. Uh, you want Netflix uh, noise canceling headphones. Or if you decide to be quiet or if you want a low time. We also have a heated uh, eye mask and then earplugs as well. And then we also write a note on the bottom that each dental chair has a massage um, uh, function to it. And please enjoy. So I think with that being said, patients go, oh my God, like, what am I signing up for? This is awesome. It's not a lot of dental offices do that. So then I train my staff members that, hey, this is what I want. I recently tie a patient before a patient comes in. I want you to look at this form. Make sure that everything is set up inside the room for them. And then uh, once they walk in, they see a screen at the 12 o'clock toe um, saying, welcome, Justin. This suite was made just for you. And then they walk in, they see their, their blankets, the remote control, the headphones, everything. And I think it's just a small little touch. It doesn't take a lot per month, but it makes the patient feel very special. Yeah. And it's those like details, right? I think I remember... Uh, yeah. Dr. Paul Etchison talking about that, where he's like, these things is what they're going to talk about. Not like, oh, my God, it's so great. This, you know what I mean? It's more like unless they're in pain. Um, but that sounds amazing. Like the, the, what type of dental chairs do you have? Forest. Wow. That's really How much were they? Oh, gosh, six or seven thousand dollars. I'm not too sure about that, but I think it was just an additional cost for that massage. And I, I felt that it was uh, worth it. Because yeah. it's something that people talk about, you know? Yeah, we're talking about it right now. Like, yeah, people will talk yeah. about it. <laughs> like, it is. It is really, really nice. Okay. So the first day in the books, it's going good so far. Do you feel like this is going to be something great? Or do you feel something like, like, what is the vision, I guess, 20, 10 years from now? I feel like it's going to be amazing. I already have thoughts in my mind that, hey, by year five, I want another office. And that's my goal. Yeah, my goal is that I'm going to go in another community um, in Orlando. Has 
you know, like an affluent area and then build another office there. So I can definitely see myself growing and having my husband come in and start working for us as like an office manager or like a regional manager. And, and you know, the person that you, you could trust the most is you know, like your, your spouse, right? And then that you know that they're taking care of you and your office and you know that they only have the thoughts of whatever it's best for you. So another practice, another practice. Why? I feel like we have something good and going. I feel like it's something that's not done a lot. And I feel that we could definitely make this a big thing. What's your guys' mission statement? Oh, it's redefining your dental experience. Okay, mm-hmm. so in the end, if I'm a patient, I walk through the whole patient oh. journey, I become your patient. Um, this is my first visit. Now I'm sitting with my family or friends. And they're like, hey, how was your... Hey, you went to the dentist. Or I just tell them like, hey, I went to the dentist. It was... What do you want them to say? I want them to say it was amazing. Like I never expected for a dental office to be like this. I always thought to myself, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go. It's another chore that I got to do. And, and it's going to hurt me, yada, yada. But no, actually the experience was really pleasant. They made, it, they made sure that I felt great. They made sure that I felt heard. And then they were able to resolve all the issues that I need within one visit. And yeah. if they couldn't, they knew where to send me in order to get my issue fit. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, that's interesting. Throughout this process, Jin, from I guess the moment you decided to, let's talk about from the moment you felt the burnout in your associates, that mm-hmm. moment, all the way to today, what's been some of the biggest pitfalls your struggles your fails you've experienced um i think it was construction for sure it's the construction and uh, the lack of communication i think mm-hmm. um the construction lingo it was you know in dentistry where when a patient doesn't understand something you you don't say pull you say the nerve inside your tooth or you don't sometimes you don't say a crown you say the cap that you place on a tooth just so that the patient understands what you're trying to tell them. I felt like my contractors didn't really do that. They said all these things and then, or they just assumed that I would know. And I think from there, there was a lot of miscommunications, things were done that unnecessary, yada, yada. And I think that overall was a, a big stressor for me. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And then I think also, I, I, I'm not really tech savvy. <laughs> so, but I mean, I love, dark horse so um hands down they they've been so awesome so even though I felt that that was one thing that I was going to struggle a lot with I felt that they've been taking care of me 100 percent yeah yeah Ruben's pretty amazing he's a good guy mm-hmm. really, really good. yeah okay so it's been like the construction phase where you feel like this has been so that's where you're like I don't want to do this anymore that's yeah. where you had the more, more of the times I think yeah I think it's realizing how much everything will cost right like it's they keep sending you change orders going hey we found that that this needs to be fixed now it wasn't a part of the original plans that'll be five thousand dollars and then the next day they were like oh yeah there's this fire repeated wall that wasn't done by your landlord that's going to be sixteen thousand dollars and then we're going to attack that so that's why we ended up going way over budget i think we originally uh construction was supposed to be three three seventy six thousand dollars 
but then it ended up costing 100K more because, first of all, the, the plum thing was $50,000 right off the bat of issues. And then the other 50 was other things that came up along the way. So I definitely, if I could tell myself or give myself advice, it's saying, hey, you need to save up a lot of money because you may have to um, spend your personal funds for this. Luckily, we did, but not many people would even think that because sometimes when you talk to banks, they're like, oh, yeah, we, we, we fund you everything. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just can't get it fast enough. Yeah, because I think they or like allocate have, it. Yeah, or you have a landlord that doesn't get your GI funds. I know, that's going to be a, that's going to be, it's going to be interesting to hear about that. How has this all affected your personal life? I'm definitely here a lot. So we open at 8.30 for patients, but I'm already here by like 7 o'clock just to make sure that everything's nice. And we close at 4.30, but I'm still sitting here at the office right now and it's 8.15 p.m. <laughs> but the past few days, we're, um, my husband and I were here from like 9 o'clock, 10 p.m. trying to make sure that everything was running smoothly in our to-do list of things that our staff members were telling us to do were done to be completed for the next day for them. But luckily, I have really good friends. I mean, they are very understanding. I have family members that are very understanding. I still see them on the weekends and whatnot, but definitely weekdays are a no-go. Yeah, man. Okay, awesome. So any last piece of advice you want to give to someone who's thinking about doing a startup in your shoes, maybe like a little bit before you start up? Any advice you want to give them? Well, actually, last summer, this is what I did. I actually listened to you, and then I listened to the, the making up the start on uh, demo startup, and that's how I I said to myself, I can't do this because I I realized that all these people are my age, and I don't know why I was so scared. I don't know why I was like saying to myself, Oh, I can't do this. That's just so way too much work. But honestly, all you gotta do is just take that one step and just do it just call up a couple of banks or just find yourself a broker get them to show you the spaces and that's actually when it becomes real for you that you're like oh my god this could be mine and then i think once you get over that one little hurdle it ends up going by a lot faster than you think so even though when i was going through a process i felt that it was uh, this whole year was a drag now looking back i'm like it wasn't that bad. <laughs> That's good. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah. I'll, I'll Venmo you the $10 that I told you I would pay you when you said to say that. I'm just kidding. But um, no, awesome. Wonderful. So Jen, thank you so much for being with us. I know it's late over there, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. But thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. But before yeah. we say goodbye, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Alum Dental Studio. And my website is www.olumdentalstudio.com and you can find me through Facebook with the same, um, na- same name as well. Awesome. So guys, that's going to be in the show notes below. And Jin, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure and we'll hear from you soon. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. It was an honor. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I really appreciate it. And Jin, thank you so much for being a part. Guys, if you want to reach out to her, make sure you join the free Facebook group, The Dental Marketer Society. It's going to be in the show notes below that link. Just go ahead and join. And you can talk to Jen more in there. You can pick her brain or you can talk to any guests you've heard of in the past. 
and you can join in on the conversation in that Facebook group. But at the same time, guys, as always, don't forget, if you want to support the podcast, just scroll all the way to the bottom. And I'm also, we're hooking you up too, right? The sponsors, they make sure they give you a great exclusive deal. But first and foremost, make sure you need their services. Schedule a free demo. It's a personalized demo. Do what you got to do. Click on their images or their links. And if you like what you're seeing, then make sure, remember, you get an exclusive deal. And at the same time, you're supporting the podcast. So we truly, truly appreciate that. And as always, I'll talk to you in the next episode.